0: Welcome back to Pinot and Perfume. I am your host, Sarah Chacon, and I am back on the Taylor Swift train. Woo-woo! Woo-woo! So on and off throughout my life, I've kind of been on and off the Taylor Swift train primarily because... I'm six years older than than she is. And so for a lot of her early music, I just couldn't relate to it because it was going it was issues that I had already dealt with in my life and I had moved past it. So where she was singing about boys breaking her heart, I was just kind of beyond that. And I was in the fuck it stage, I'm going to do me and then if I find someone else who also <laughs> wants to do me. <laughs> just came up with that on my own, um, then great. But if not, I'm cool with being by myself. Like, I don't give a shit. And she was still at that stage in her life where, you know, if a guy breaks your heart, no matter how, no matter what the circumstance, your life's going to end, or if a guy doesn't like you back, your whole world has crumbled down, which I get it. You know, I've been there. Um, and in middle school, I verbally, not to her face, but I verbally made a comment that uh, I wanted to bash a girl's skull in because the guy that I had a crush on was flirting with her. And I made the mistake of saying this in, actually to my parents. We weren't at church. <laughs> we were at school. And the way my parents reacted, I felt like I kind of crossed the line. Like that's just, that's very, I get it. That's, that's very violent. Relax. I didn't do it. I've never hurt harmed another human being, so relax. Um, also, that digging in the background is Ava, she's on her little, um, her little couch cushion and uh, she's getting comfortable. Anyway, I, I never actually did any harm to this girl, I never really even talked to her. She was older than me and she was popular and she was a cheerleader and she had awesome curly black hair and was super cute and yeah but anyway I just I I felt that you know you feel it in your soul and looking back on it I'm like really like I wanted to bash her skull in because this dude who wasn't even that cute it was just slim Pickens and perry like like was flirting with her and he flirted with everybody like what the hell was I thinking so I was I've been there done that and so by the time Taylor Swift came on the scene it was kind of going through her own version of that granted she wasn't threatening to bodily harm to anybody in her songs. But she was kind of in that phase, and I was kind of out of it. And then 1989 came on the scene and changed everything. Actually, that's very dramatic. I don't know what possessed me to buy that album, but I did. I want to say that I heard almost all of the singles that from that album that I heard on the radio I was digging. So I thought, why the hell not? I'll buy it on iTunes. And it was like something came over me. It came out... I think it came out in 2014, which is a long-ass time ago. I can't believe that's, like, what, six years ago? That's crazy. It seems like it was just yesterday. Um, But, no, I remember I bought it, and on that Christmas, because that's when around the time that I bought it, I think that's around the time that it came out, too. It was, like, November, December. I listened to it on repeat, like a fucking psychopath, that's all I did, I drove from Tampa, Florida, to Perry, Florida, a roughly four-hour drive, you know, with traffic, listening to that song, that album, on repeat, there and back, and I was not tired of it, um, then Reputation came out, and I wasn't, th- I wasn't that fond of that, um, of that album, and then now Lover's out, and I did the same thing, I bought it, And I just listened to it nonstop for days, four days, just like a weirdo. And I love it. And recently, actually last night, I was going to watch some goop labs um, and see what kind of crazy shit Gwyneth Paltrow's up to. But instead, what greeted me on the home screen of Netflix was Miss Americana, Taylor Swift's documentary. So I clicked on that lickety split and boy, oh boy. First of all, I knew that she was talented, but I didn't get in just how insanely talented she is because there are scenes, and I don't know, all I have to think of, it still doesn't detract from her talent, but she must write the bulk of her songs, at least a shell, you know, kind of get them. They're not fleshed out, but she's got like an idea at home, like picking on her guitar or her piano or by herself. Because she's just like coming up with hits lickety split when she gets to the studio. There's literally one scene she and her producer, it was that song, like, You're Never Gonna Fun Another Woman Like Me. You know, that song. They, It's like she and the producer were riffing off each other. And like in two minutes, they came up with, they, you know, they sang the first full verse of that song in the chorus. And then at the end, after they get done, she goes, Holy crap, did we just come up with the first full verse and chorus and I was like whoa you you didn't pre-write that like you guys just came up with that on the fly like that's amazing and like all of her shows like when she's in the studio it's kind of all like that she'll have like a few like maybe bars that she's working with and all of a sudden she'll be like and like just come up with these lyrics and shit that are sound amazing sound good and and I just was amazed, and she's been doing this shit since she was, like, 12, like, they showed home videos, and there's one where she's like, hey, y'all, I just wrote this song five minutes ago, and she's like, you know, doing her, doing her thing, and I was just blown away, like, that girl is a, is a prodigy, she's gotta be, I mean, she's so good, and Um, I also am here to say I want to be on her level because there was a scene where she was talking to like her mom and her dad and she was just kind of venting about how she's just tired of living up to other people's expectations. She's tired of, you know, not being able to do anything right. And people, people hate her for one thing, love her for another. And she's just tired of the whole thing, tired of having to look a certain way, act a certain way. She's done. She's fucking done with it. And she started crying and it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like an emotional breakdown. She just was frustrated. But while this was going on, she was wearing her reputation sweatshirt, like her own merchandise. And I thought, wow, you know that you have made it when you can have a breakdown whilst wearing your own merchandise. So even though you're, you're, you might be on the brink of losing your mind or at least like just emotionally like temporarily crippled emotionally you're still promoting yourself and that is admirable that is a true hustler always be selling abs just like uh alec baldwin and glengarry 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 Cross, whatever that i can't speak it's tongue-tied anyway the leads aren't weak you're weak Always be selling, always be promoting yourself, always be hustling because there's a time where nobody's going to want any part of you. So make that money while you can. Taylor even said it as much herself. It was way more eloquent and classy, but basically she pretty much what she said was basically she's got to strike while the iron is hot. Um, And I forget the part of it was like while people still tolerate her being successful. Basically, she's got to milk it. That's what she was getting at. And I totally agree with her. Milk it, girl. Wear your merch all the time. Have breakdowns in it. Because you know what? People will still buy it. That's that's the level. That's also the same level. So I follow I started following her again on Instagram. And this bitch has 126 million followers, like a few hundred posts, and she follows nobody. Not even Michelle Obama. And I thought. Everybody followed Michelle Obama, because everybody loves a Michelle Obama. She's always cited as like an inspirational person to almost everybody, except for maybe if you're like a racist or live in the South. No, I'm just kidding. Not that. <laughs> fellow Southerners, where they're not all racist. I know that was a joke, but anyway, she follows nobody. That is that is mega boss moves. Following nobody on Instagram when you've got hundreds of millions of followers that genuinely care, want to know like what your thoughts are and what you're posting and, you know, little home videos and you follow nobody back, not even Michelle Obama, not even fucking Oprah Winfrey, that's boss moves. So that combined with said having a breakdown whilst wearing my own merchandise, that's my new goal for life. If I can get on that level That's when I know I would have made it. So 2020, I am coming for you. We are gonna, this is the the new start of my life's journey. Up until this point, I don't know what I was living for because now I'm living for the high life. I'm living for that everybody wants to follow me and I follow nobody. I beat to my own drum. I follow myself. Always be selling. I will wear Pinot and perfume merch the grave and you know what in my will I will dictate somebody to set up a merchandise stand you know half off celebration of life is that tacky no because it's what the deceased wanted that's the level I'm aiming for in my life now so 2020 let's go another thing that I was mildly concerned over it was how it was edited she was talking about how I think when she won her Grammy, I think it might have been her second Grammy. Um, it has, hasn't she won like two Grammys? I don't know. But anyway, it was one of, it was a Grammy that she won. And she said that that was like what she was working towards. And she said like once she got it, there was really nobody she could talk to. And I guess like meaning like nobody that she could really relate to, which I get it. Like not every, obviously a Grammy is a huge achievement. And if everybody got a fucking Grammy, then there would, it wouldn't be as prestigious as it was, as it is. And so, you know, your average Joe can't relate. I can't relate to winning a Grammy. I can't relate to winning an award other than, you know, the dare essay contest that I won in the fifth grade. You know, like I don't, that's not even on a level as a fucking Grammy. And so I get where she was going, but then I, then it shows her like in the studio with her producer and they are tucking into some motherfucking big ass burritos, which props for her. She was devouring this burrito and I loved it because I love a girl who can eat and it, who unabashedly loves food and not just poses with food for the gram, but you know, she doesn't eat that shit. Taylor was 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 loving this burrito. It was fat. You know it was probably cheap. I think they're in LA, so you know it was probably goddamn delicious. Anyway, over burritos, she's talking to producers and she or her producer and she's like, "Yeah, like I can't believe I'm 29." And he's like, "How do you feel about that?" She's like, "I'm almost 30." And you know, she's talking about like how on one side she feels like she's 57 years old, but then on another side she doesn't feel like she's ready for kids or like any adult stuff. And then her producer um, is like, you know, you'll figure it out. And she's like, well, I don't have the luxury of figuring it out. I'm, you know, my life's planned like two years in advance. Like I know in like 2020 where I'm going to be playing at and singing. And I was, and I was just like, has this bitch got no friends? Like, is that what she was talking about? She has no friends. Not even to relate to on the Grammy level, but she has no friends to talk through this kind of life stuff with, because if not, that is very sad. I mean, you know, what about her girl squad, like a few years ago that they were really like hyping it up? Was that all fake? I, On the record, I do believe that's fake. But it, you know, it was, it was just weird. But then after that, they showed her and her childhood friend, Abigail, they were at what I, I'm presuming is Taylor Swift's house um you know Taylor Swift making a Taylor why are you calling her Taylor Swift Taylor is making a meal and they're having wine and they're just doing their their regular girl catch-up thing you know their I guess their mutual friend Claire had a baby Taylor went to go see her so she was talking about that and I felt a sigh of relief I was like good because nobody should have should go through life without having at least one friend even if you're the world's most annoying person You need to have at least one friend, somebody that you can talk about life stuff with, have a kiki with, do your nails with, you know, eat ice cream with, eat, you know, go ham on a pizza and not care, be a fucking barbarian with that shit without judgment. Everybody needs to have at least one person like that in their life. And Taylor, I know you're not listening to this, but in the off chance you ever do listen to it and you want another friend... Then hit me up. I mean, we don't even have to, we don't have to leave my house. We don't, I I get that you can't go out in public. That's fine. Because I hate most people. And shit's expensive. I've got beer. I've got wine at the house. I know you're a cat person, but you'll love my dogs. I promise. And we can paint our nails. Because I know you know how to do your own nails. You learned out of necessity because you can't go in public. I self-taught myself because I was broke and needed to save money regardless I've got mad colors come on down I've got the sage v top coat the nice top coat and the nice base coat and we will have a time we will just have a nice girls night in you don't have to tell anybody you're here I won't tell I'll I'll put my phone in the freezer you know like just to prove to you that I don't even care I mean, I've I've got a 75-inch TV. I normally don't drop that to brag, but, you know, we could watch um, Real Housewives if you're into that on the big screen. You know, the world, (laughs) this is your oyster, Taylor. I mean, whatever. Ordering pizza, you can go hide in the room when they deliver it. You know, you don't have to go answer it and you don't have to pay for it either. This shit's on me. So hit me up, slide into my DMs, and we'll make it happen. So I'm glad to see that she has friends. And also, is she freakishly tall? Like, I don't know. I want to say, for whatever reason, 5'9", stuck in my head. And I don't know if I just made that up or dreamed it or read it on Wikipedia. But she had a meet and greet in Tokyo. And I don't know if it was, she's just freakishly tall. Everybody at that meet and greet was freakishly short. She was on a platform, so maybe she was tearing above or in heels or a combination of everything. But this bitch was literally like head and shoulders above everybody else. Everybody came up to her breasts, literally. And it was, it just looked like, she just looked like, a, a giant among a land of tiny people that's what that's what kind of reminded me of she was like bending down like oh hi you know being nice obviously she wasn't like bending down to people and like talking down to them but it was just very strange because I didn't I got the feeling that she was tall but when she like in every other part of that documentary she wasn't towering over people like she was at this meet and greet it was just very strange and I was like damn like what is she, is she tall or are they, those people just, those, that couple of people just happened to be short. I don't know. But it started to be kind of funny after a while. It looked comical. And uh, that kind of wraps up my thoughts. Very disjointed. Love Taylor. Love her power moves. Want to get on her level. Slide into my DMs and we'll do our nails together. And you know what? You know, you don't even have to come over to my house. You can be on the podcast and we can promote, you know, How's Your Perfume Wonder? Isn't that what it's called? Wonderful? No. Or Wonder? How are those sales going? Because if you need a boost, girl, I mean, granted, my audience is 65, which is more than it was. We're small but small podcast. I was going to say small but mighty, but we're not even mighty. But if I keep up with it and now I have my new 2020 goals, Maybe I could I could influence tens of people. You know, the you, you know, God works miracles every day. But if you want to take a chance at an up and comer, you know, we'll see if we can boost a few units of, of your perfume. If you've got a new perfume watch coming out, you know, we can tease that. And uh yeah, come on the show. You have to download the Anchor Podcast app, which is free, so you know no money no out-of-pocket cost to you and I can dial you in via that app so there are plenty of ways that we can connect Taylor just hit me up and with that said let's get into perfume All right, guys, hang on to your hats because today we've got ourselves another fragrance showdown. Going head to head, we have uh, I Am Peace, which is by Danica Aromatics, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, Danica Aromatics. And Taka Florence. I guess it's, I think that's how it's pronounced T O C C A. I pronounce it Taka. Um, taka Florence. Which is a higher end luxury perfume that can be found, uh, in places like Sephora, Nordstrom, you know, you know, bougie places. Um, I was very surprised because uh, the talk of Florence I got in my little sampler pack that my friend Jenna gave to me, uh, for my birthday, and um, as soon as I smelled it, I was like, this smells exactly like. The I Am Peace perfume from Danica Aromatics. And I put both. um, I've been wearing each one each week. And a couple times a week I put um, one fragrance on one side of my body and the other fragrance on the other side of my body, like my arms and stuff. And they are virtually indistinguishable. Sometimes when you do fragrance comparisons side by side, you can smell a difference, but even the nuances in between these two are not many. Um, I think the Danica Aromatics I Am Peace, that one's a little bit slightly muskier on the dry down. And on the dry down, meaning like hours, it's been setting for hours on my skin. Whereas the Taco Florence has a little bit fruitier of a dry down. Um, but it's very, both are very subtle. Both are not overwhelming. They are both white floral. And just to recap, I have re viewed uh, the I am Peace perfume here before. This was my cheapy perfume that I got at TJ Maxx. I forget how much I paid for it, but I feel like it was like 10 to 15 bucks in that range. Definitely under 20. I don't know if they make it anymore because I was trying to look up the perfume notes and on the I Am Fragrance.com website, it's no longer listed with everything else. Um, they look like they've kind of rebranded their bottles and such And the only places now that I can find, I can find on Amazon, it looks like it's an older listing and eBay, but it's not sold directly through the I Am Fragrances website anymore, which leads me to believe that it is no longer in production. So um, if you see this at a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls, definitely snatch it up for a good price because it is worth it. if you want to listen to my full review, go find that episode. But it's a very pretty white floral, and Taka smells g- exactly like it. So to recap, for notes for the I Am piece, we have. Let me bring up perfume right here. Uh, we've got peony, tuberose, jasmine, heather, myrrh, and sandalwood. Uh, this is not a, a a linear. No, this is not a non-linear fragrance. Yeah, it's kind of has, there's no fragrance, there's no, like, no pyramid with this. This is all together. So once again, peony, tuberose, jasmine, heather, myrrh, and sandalwood. For the taco florence, uh, we've got, this is according to Fragrantica. Um, the top notes are grapefruit leaf, bergamot, pear, and apple. Middle notes are violet leaf, iris, gardenia, jasmine, and tuberose. And the base notes are musk and white woods. So I definitely think the tuberose and jasmine and probably the peony or probably is replaced in the gardenia. Like those are all carrying through. But even though they have, they do have similar notes, but different musks um, and different other supporting notes. These smell remarkably the same. Even after wearing, you know, even after wearing them literally on different sides of my body, and smelling as the day progresses, how they dry down. They smell indistinguishable from each other. They're also similar in regards to lasting power and projectivity. Uh, These can project, so just be kind of cognizant of that. Um, These are, like, I think they smell beautiful. Again, white floral. But sometimes I can see how people might think it's a little overwhelming if it's oversprayed. Uh, So they can, this can be overdone. But in terms of longevity, they wear about the same. I would say they carry you through a full workday. Um, and maybe even into the to the night, which typically at the end of the day, you have to reapply. But I think both of these lasted pretty well on me. Like even at the end of the workday, I could still get sniffs because I spray it on my, in addition to my arms, I sprayed on my chest and put a little behind my ears. And even when I, you know, tilted my head a certain way or like, The wind caught my hair just right. I could smell it. So you might not even need a touch-up. These are that good. So the only downside, obviously Taka is way more expensive than I Am Peace. But again, I Am Peace is getting harder and harder to find. Um, Here's what we have. So at Sephora, this is what you can expect. The 1.7 or 50 milliliter EDP spray is 76 bucks. The... 0.68 0.68 ounce or 20 milliliter EDP spray is $46. So that's slightly cheaper. And then the 0.33 ounce or 10 milliliter rollerball is 27 What I'm seeing for I Am Peace on eBay, you've got $12.99, um, $14.99, 32 dollars if it's part of the set. That let me look on fragrance net really quick. Hang on, let me check out fragrance net. Fragrance net always has things that are hard to get sometimes. If it's still, if it's like no longer in production but they have an overstock of it, you can get it here. Let me see, let me see if we got it on fragrance net. All righty, nope. So, your best bet's gonna be. Unfortunately, eBay, and just be careful if shopping on eBay. Or you can take your chances at a Marshall's or a TJ Maxx and see. I wasn't looking for a perfume that day, but they might still have a few lying around. So that's a downside. Um, I would say if both were available, definitely go for the IM piece because it is cheaper. But Taka isn't that bad. I thought they had more sizes. Um, again, it's less expensive than most other luxury perfumes. So it's not bad, but I thought this was super interesting Um, that these were pretty much exact dupes of each other, despite having, they have similar notes, but not exact notes, so I think that's interesting, just how they smell. To me, they smell identical, and even, like I said, even comparing wearing literally both at the same time, I don't smell a lot of nuances, a lot of difference, so Definitely, these are both good options for a white floral. Again, you're better off probably try just buying the Taca perfume. Uh, this is Taca Florence. They have different cities. So this is the Taca Florence. Uh, than the I.M. Peace. But if you're able to find I.M. Peace, definitely snatch it up. Either way, you can't go wrong with either of these two fragrances. They are lovely. All right. Fragrance in the news. We've got some interesting ones. Okay, the first story, I'm just rolling my eyes. This is from Complex.com, and the title is Erica Badu is working on a new perfume that smells like her vagina. Can we stop indulging celebrities making shit smell like their vagina? First, it was Gwyneth Paltrow's stupid candle that's like 76 bucks and probably sold out, and now you have this bitch that's trying to sell perfume that smells, smells like her vagina. Why? Who wants to smell like another woman's vagina? Who wants to smell like vagina? Like, no. No, no, no. Like, stop. If if people buy this bitch's perfume, like I stop rewarding celebrities for stupid shit. <sighs> okay. Alright. So I'm just gonna read the first part of this article. She's got a big old head, and I like Erica Badu. I like some of her music. Um, I don't like her after this, because it's like, girl, please, you're pussy and all that. Um, so she announced the new perfume called Badu's Pussy in an interview with Tin Magazine, which she said is an olfactory tribute to what Badu calls her superpower. This is, I'm just reading this word for word from this complex article. There's an urban legend that my pussy changes men, she said. The men that I fall in love with and fall in love with me change jobs and lives. She explained the process of making the fragrance, which included burning some of her underwear. I took lots of pairs of my panties, cut them up into little pieces and burned them, she said. Even the ash is part of it. She also revealed that she no longer wears underwear, so she didn't care about offering them up. The people deserve it, she said. The new scent will be available through her Badu World Market Store on February twentieth. Doesn't say for how much. Too much. I don't care how what its price, it's too much money. First she sounds like she's got an overinflated sense of ego. I get drawing strength and power, whatever, from, you know, your nether regions. You do you. But girl, nobody asked for this. Nobody out there. Just like nobody asked for a candle that smelled like Gwyneth's vagina. Nobody's asking for perfume to smell like your pussy. Not me. Literally nobody. Is there a subculture of people that are like, you know what? You know what's missing? Since after celebrities nether regions excuse me not editing that out we are real and raw here you know like you don't see johnny depp making a perfume that smells like his ball sack because nobody wants to smell ball sack nobody wants to smell like ball sack nobody wants to smell somebody who smells like a ball sack it's gross just like nobody wants to smell like anybody's vagina it's gross and if these celebrities keep doing it and it's driving me crazy i'm gonna look up gwyneth's vagina candle How does she, Gwyn, Gwyn, Gwyneth Paltrow Candle. I hope this shit's not sold out. What is this? $200? Oh my God. Okay. I'm just making noises because I can't believe that people's, that people will buy this. Okay. So it's $200 on Poshmark. $249.99 Uh $249.99 from eBay, which leads me to believe that this candle is sold out. Let's see. I mean the packaging's kind of pretty. The packaging's pretty. Um it's a hundred I see it $137 on eBay. Uh Etsy's got a knockoff at $22.50. Let's does anybody I can't find the original listing. Yeah, it's sold out. What the fuck? Okay, I like the packaging, cannot lie. It's uh, black with just a very simple um, label. But why? Why are people buying this shit? Celebrities will stop making stupid shit when we stop buying it. Vote with your wallet. I'm tired of celebrities getting rewarded for stupid shit. Just, <sighs> your money is your money. You spend it how you want, but there's way better things to spend it on than to indulge some celebrities' sense of ego. It's an overinflated ego. So anyway, that's her. I'm not going to say how much it is. I'm not going to provide a link to it. You Google that shit on your own if you want to buy it. Okay, the second one has me excited. Um, It's out of my price range, but Tom Ford dropped a new perfume. It's a new, I think it's one of his private labels. It's called Rose Prick, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's like a matte pink, or is it a matte lilac? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, no, matte pink. It's in the private blend bottle. My heart skipped a beat. I wanted it. But I cannot have it because it comes in 50 milliliter and 250 milliliter sizes. The 50 milliliter is 335 dollars, and the 250 is 860 dollars. So we won't be getting that. I might wait to see if uh, Dua Fragrances comes out with a dupe. They did a very good job with the Lost Cherry that Tom Ford came out with. They did it better than Lost Cherry because I did get a, I didn't get a, I didn't buy a bottle of that. I got a decan on eBay and compared to the two. In fact, that was another fragrance showdown. That was my first fragrance showdown. So find that episode if you're interested in it. Um, But DOA fragrances was way better and lasted longer and of course way cheaper. So I'm going to see if they come out with a a sample um, because you can get samples of their fragrances. So if they come out with the dupe for this and if so, I want to buy a sample. So the description is... The prick of a rose, the slight pain that yields such sensual pleasure. Inspired by my own rose garden, rose prick is a wild bouquet of intoxicating and rare hybrids, explained Tom Ford himself in a press release. A trilogy of rose de mai, Turkish and Bulgarian roses. And this is from the thezoereport.com or the Zoe Report. I think it's after Rachel Zoe. So thezoereport.com. I think the reason why this is so expensive is because it uses legitimate Bulgarian rose oil and according to this article it says it's one of the rarest and over one million blossoms are necessary to create one kilogram of its oil. So I think that uh, this is probably what is driving up the price, it's using actual Bulgarian rose oil in which case it makes sense why it's that expensive Um, if I had the money. I probably would buy it. Not going to lie, I would indulge. This is one of those treat yourself if you can afford it. Um cuz it is oh, just the beautiful the bottle is so beautiful. I just love it. I go ape shit for Tom Ford. Even some of his other um, you know, of course Black Re- Black Orchid is my favorite. That perfume, I think out of any perfume that I've tried just smells like it was for me. Like it just melds with my body chemistry so so well and it's sexy. And I mean, it's, it's expensive, but it's like $120 my size. So it's like, it's expensive, but it's within my, still my price range to me, definitely worth every single penny, even his, even his, um, fragrances that I've tried that I'm not too crazy about. I can still appreciate them. Like I got like the Lost Cherry is still a very nice fragrance. Um, that's one of the more expensive ones that I think that one's limited edition too. And that was a private blend. Um, fucking fabulous. I tried, not really my jam, but again, I can appreciate it. Tobacco vanilla smells very nice. I gave that decant to my husband and he smells, every time he wears it, it's like, it's exactly how it smells. It smells like a really nice (laughs) high-end cigar with vanilla. Like it smells very, it's very masculine scent. It's very cowboy-like. I love it. So Tom Ford is known for kind of thinking outside the box, having unique um, perfumes but doing them very well, I think. You know, he's their quality. So let's see. The description continues. Sharp and pristine, warm and sensual, a heady bouquet of blooms and pink perfection. The danger of being so close to beauty heightens the seductive power of Rose Prick. And this is another Tom quote, which he knows how to sell a fucking fragrance. That's for damn sure. Um, I want it. I want it so badly. But Um, so it's a floral bouquet. It's got those three different types of roses that I mentioned earlier. Um, Rose de Mai, Turkish and Bulgarian roses. It also has patchouli, chipri, and roasted tonka and, uh, pulls in caramel and vanilla. And then the perfume dries down to an earthy tulu balsam and the warm musk that Tom Ford is known for. So again, like all of his fragrances, very complex, Oh, it's available now on Tom Ford's website and on com. It was released the first week of February, so last weekend. If you have more disposable income than I do at the moment, and you can, buy, you can afford to buy this and you do, report back. I am so interested to know how this smells. I may get a decan off eBay. We will see. It's gorgeous. I mean, this just... I give it, get a half chub looking at this bottle. Like it would look so good on a vanity. Again, I cannot afford it, but it's, it's nice. But if you can go to TomFord.com. um, I doubt it's sold out. Let's see. Nope. It's still, still available. Still available. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, that's, that's my crush. That's my fragrance crush right now. That I want so badly but again I might have to wait for the dupe and the last one we have I don't if you're like me I like to watch YouTube and I like and I do get caught up in not caught up but yeah no I like to watch uh some YouTube drama go down I like to watch a variety of things so most of what I watch on YouTube are beauty gurus I like to watch Tati um jam beauty 89 although she's kind of expanded to more to like more lifestyle she still does beauty but she also does lifestyle and some cooking stuff and then um sierra schultze she's more lifestyle and fashion not so much makeup and then whitney hedrick which was a former beauty guru but now she's kind of embraced like not going balls to the wall when, when buying cosmetics and and all of that like she's more about she's now kind of gone the minimalist route and is more about like using up what you have and she's like kind of shares insights and tips and like how companies uh make you spend money with marketing tactics very interesting but anyway um i do also watch jeffree star once in a while and i do am privy to some of the drama that goes down on youtube is it high school yes do i love it anyway yes Uh, My friend Megan and I, we both have a thing. We've always kind of shared the same view. We are down for drama as long as we're not involved in it. So I will gladly watch someone else's train wreck, especially if they're going to make it public. I'm going to, I'll get popcorn. I'll pour myself a drink. I will watch it go down and enjoy every minute of it. As long as that's not happening in my life, we're good. So there's a YouTuber called Tana Mojo. I think that's how she pronounced her last name. She's controversial. I don't know what the hell content she puts out. I don't watch her. I first heard about her through a drama channel. She apparently got pissed off at VidCon, which is like youtube's annual convention for creators and fans and I, I don't know if it was she got pissed off at the price or what like she was saying it was too expensive. so she decided to do her own con and call it Tanacon and it w- was terrible it you know, like. I think it was supposed to be two days, like a weekend, and people weren't getting in. They didn't plan it well. They sold way more tickets than people showed up. I mean, they sold, more people showed up than sold tickets. Some people were like standing outside in the line for hours in the heat, no water, passing out online, Um, they eventually just shut it down, it was a huge mess, you know, look it up on YouTube if you're curious, that's how I first heard about her, she's got a more recent scandal where she allegedly staged a wedding to another YouTuber named Jake Paul, I don't know why, I think that they charged $50 for people to like stream their wedding live, which people did, again, I don't know why, but she has a new perfume out, and she's getting dragged for it, so the perfume is called Tana by Tana, original, and apparently it's in a skull bottle, and her whole, like, background, she's, like, she's growing up, she said she was poor, and the only perfume she could afford were, like, the cheap ones that you get at Target or Walmart, like, five bucks. They smelled, let's see, she said, just like Hookerson. so she said that, um, she, they were like French vanilla scents that you can get Target, Walgreens, Walmart, $5 bottles or free when you steal it. That's her, her line, her quote. So her perfume comes in a glass skull bottle and the scent is a mix of flirty top notes of Tahitian vanilla and a head-turning base of vivid sexy citrus and again I'm reading this article from popbuzz.com the article is called Tana Mojo defends her $48 perfume after being called out for copying cheaper brand so of course it sounds like this girl learns no lessons uh, regarding uh scandal and either that or she doesn't care she just shamelessly is willing to just scam people out of money which is probably that's my she just doesn't care that's my take on it but apparently she's selling this dot bottle for 48 dollars and of course the internet is dragging her for it somebody tweeted uh they found a website from china with the same exact skull bottle it's like a glass bottle with like a metal spray nozzle like a, a brushed metal spray nozzle and they said, I can get this perfume bottle from China for 30 cents. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> they apparently Hot Topic also uses the same Skull bottle and people are tweeting it, uh, saying that she ripped off Hot Topic. Um, somebody did a comparison between her bottle and the the cheap $5 at Hot Top. Well, this was at Five Below. So she's like... Tana by Tana, LOL, this same perfume bottle was at five below for $5. It better not be overpriced. And it's the exact same bottle. And people are posting links to where you can get the same bottle with different uh, perfumes and nail polishes and stuff on Hot Topic for hella cheap. So she, she tweeted back. No, no shade to Hop Topic, but my bottle is not cheap, tiny acrylic rollerball shit. I love the Skull. I made this perfume at a time of my life where that really embodied my brand slash me. But it is a super thick glass bottle and metal details. I went through 1,000 different bottles. F-O-H. I I don't know what that means. (sighs) So she's still trying to spin it like, no, um... This bottle is super, like, trying to justify her price, saying that it wasn't just a cheap $5 bottle that Hot Topic uses, and people are calling her out for it and dragging it. I will not be buying this, because I don't buy a lot of YouTuber merchandise. I did succumb um, and bought Tati's Halo Beauty, like, hair skin, not hair skin nails, it was just the skin, the Kiwi skin or whatever, just because I was at a time where I, all of a sudden, I was getting breakouts along, like, my chin, my jawline, and I For the life of me i didn't know what was going on and then so i took that just as like a desperation type of thing it didn't do shit i knew it wouldn't i should have just saved my like 30 bucks or however much she she costs but if you've ever suffered from acne there are times when you get desperate and you'll literally try anything um and uh, i was trying to avoid going to the dermatologist and i still haven't but i did switch over i started using different gel which is an over-the-counter retinol it's the strongest over-the-counter retinol you can buy. I started using that and my skin uh, cleared up after a month because it goes through when you use any sort of retinol. You know, back in the day, I used to use uh, Retin-A Micro. That's very strong. Your skin goes through a period. <coughs> excuse me. I sound like a friggin' nutty person. It's high pollen count and I am feeling it. Um, no, but back in like Retin-A Micro, uh, when you use retinol creams or gels or whatever they are, your skin goes through a period where it's called, it's called purging. So your skin's going to look worse before it gets better. It breaks out, it, you know, even more, which like me, I was at a point where my skin was already fucking broken out, so I didn't even care. Um, so and that normally takes around a month or two, depending on your skin. And then that's, then the retinol starts working. And for me... I've tried every sort of thing. The only thing that's really cleared up my acne consistently has been retinol. So my skin likes chemicals. So you can keep your calendula oil. I don't even know if that's used for acne. Your your tea tree oil, your lemongrass, all your essential oils. My skin don't want them. It wants chemicals. I don't think it's GMO, but it wants chemicals. It wants as many chemicals as it needs, and it will, and it works. They, it loves it. It loves it. Um, why did I get off on that tangent? I don't even know. I'm just, I'm a mess, guys. Um, as you can see, I'm coughing. I'm sneezing. I went somehow made the tie from Tana Mojo to different gel. I don't even know. I can't even think at where that tie went. But anyway. I'm not going to be buying that. Um, oh, yeah, because I tried Tati's hair skin or Tati's vitamins, the it to clean up my skin, and it didn't. So that's the only YouTuber product that I bought. Okay, bringing it back around. Sorry, guys. This was a real journey. But anyway, that's Fragrance in the News this week. And next week, I'm probably going to be doing the roundup of Black-owned fragrance companies for Black History Month. I want to wait till Valentine's Day is over, and I'll get all that shit out of the way. So... That was this week's perfume news. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up because it's starting to unravel. I'm getting stuffy. I'm starting to cough. I'm going to start sneezing here again in a minute. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for sticking with me, for listening to this week's episode. If you feel so inclined, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, If you want to connect with me online, I am on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. At Snappy Scribe. I also have a Facebook uh group, no, Facebook page, um, at the Snappy Scribe. And I have a blog. I do not write about perfume on my blog. So if you're not, if you only want the perfume content, stick to Instagram or Facebook. If you want, if you are interested in shit like um running, um some beauty products I review from time to time or just random shit that gets in my head, uh, you can visit me on my blog. That's thesnappyscribe.com. And I think my most recent post is a follow-up on my uh, 2020 New Year's resolutions, which were really just January goals that I set for myself. So I posted an update on those. Otherwise... Um, I hope that you guys have a, are having a great weekend. I hope that whichever you're doing, you are staying safe and you're having fun. But most importantly, you are smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chicone. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.